Thanksgiving will be near normal this year, despite the recent rise in COVID-19 cases. So how can we have a safe and stress-free celebration? Public health officials have given the green light to Thanksgiving this year, and Americans are listening. A AAA survey shows travel will reach pre-pandemic levels this week. After years apart, many families and loved ones will finally be able to reunite. Yet the pandemic is not over, and cases are rising nationally and in our area. This week, I talked to local infectious diseases specialist, Dr. Marie Elena Ruiz. We talked about why communicating with all your guests about COVID-19 before the meal is so important, why vaccines are key to a normal holiday, and what other methods Dr. Ruiz is using to make her Thanksgiving as safe as can be. We all remember last year when cases were high, there weren't any vaccines, and public health officials, for those reasons, really recommended that we do not gather at all during Thanksgiving. Fast forward to this year, we've got access to vaccines, boosters, and even rapid testing. But cases are still rising in the country, and even here in D.C. So is it safe to gather this year? And where really are we as far as the pandemic goes? So we are in a much better place this holiday season 2021. And we are in a much better place to gather, and we can gather safely. But we need to take advantage of all the things that are available to us now. So there are vaccines there's testing, we know much more, but that's not going to help us if we don't take advantage of those opportunities. Okay, so let's start at the beginning of the Thanksgiving experience, literally traveling to your aunt's house, your grandmother's house, your grandfather's house for this Thanksgiving meal. How can people travel safely to these destinations, these end destinations where multiple people from multiple households are gathering you know, together indoors and sharing a meal? How can we do this safely? Sure. I think, you know, for the holiday season, the best thing to do, the first thing to do is to communicate with all your guests to make sure that you're all on the same page and that you all have the same expectations. In terms of travel, I think planning is always key. And so if it is possible that you come by car, let's say, that's going to be safer. And you should plan, you know, where you're going to eat or where you're going to stop for gas, if you can bring your own snacks. Um, you know, then something like a shorter train ride or a bus ride and planes would need masking. And so it's just something to be aware of that you're going to need to wear masks during your flight. And one of the things I always tell my patients is if you're going to be on a flight, try to eat before you go on the plane, if it's possible. For international travel, that may be impossible. But for national travel, if the journey is short, try to hydrate and do everything you need if it's possible before you get on the plane. That way you just keep your mask on at all times. The other tip I give people is if you're going to go to the bathroom, I would not take off my mask there. Many times people think like, okay, I'll take off my mask there because, you know, I'm in an enclosed space, but it's a small space where lots of people probably have taken off their mask. So that's the last place I would take off my mask. In planes, um, sometimes now they allow you obviously to take off your mask to eat and drink. I tell my patients if they're going to do that, the best thing to do is to eat when other people are not eating. Um, And I think that's just a way for less people to be unmasked at the same time. That being said, ventilation in planes is very good, but you can always kind of increase your level of protection by taking some small steps. So let's say I'm organizing my family's Thanksgiving this year. How can I get everyone on the same page and really make 
a Thanksgiving meal that's safe and stress-free. So when everyone gets there, you know, we really don't have to think about this pandemic. We can just enjoy ourselves. I think the key is not to be surprised, right? Like you don't want to get to the gathering and then everyone's in different pages. So I think now is the time to start discussing what people are going to do, how they're going to travel. Does everyone feel comfortable with that? You know, should people maybe quarantine a little bit before coming, you know? So would you like your, you know, nephew, let's say, to have gone to a huge concert where there were lots of people unmasked and then two days later show up at your house. So those are the conversations that need to happen. I think you also need to discuss vaccination status. And this is something that I think sometimes can be a little bit difficult for people to do. You know, in infectious diseases, we always tell people you should always be open and discuss everything. And so the one thing I would say is offer your vaccination status. Say, this is the status in our household. We're all vaccinated. You know, we have a small child that's not vaccinated because they're young. Um, And try to let your relatives or friends give you that information. I think talking about what you'll do before you come, how you'll travel, Um, your vaccination status. And also the other thing that's really hard to do, and I've done it with my own family and it's painful, is what happens if someone gets sick? What will you do? And I think it's better to say, this is what we'll do. So when it happens, you don't feel bad. You know, you don't know who it's going to be. But let's say one person in a household is sick. What does that mean? Do they still come? Do they quarantine somewhere? Do they test? Should they not come? And what... You know, what will be the repercussions of not coming? Will plane tickets be canceled? You know, and another thing that I would consider, too, is if someone is coming out of town and needs to quarantine or can't come, what could they do? Could they go to a hotel? Is there another place that you could find for them? So you're planning ahead and maybe they participate by Zoom. I know it's really, really hard to tell a relative or a friend not to come. But I think to have that discussion before, like, hey, we're hosting, but if we get sick, we will let you guys know. And we'll have to host somewhere else or we'll have to cancel. But I think setting those expectations up front will make it so it's stress-free and not as confrontational, a little bit more comfortable for people to discuss. And if, you know, one of my family members or loved ones isn't vaccinated, you know, how much of a risk is that um, to, you know, the whole gathering itself? And are there ways where, you know, you can make someone who's unvaccinated really participate in Thanksgiving in in a safe way? I would say, If someone is unvaccinated, there's the chance that they could bring COVID into the house, asymptomatic or maybe low symptoms. And so that's the person that maybe you talk about quarantining uh, before they come. You talk about testing before they come. You talk about, you know, we're going to wear a mask indoors and we'll take off the mask when we eat. But maybe you do um, smaller tables. And I'm a big proponent of creating different uh, eating areas. So for our Thanksgiving, which my mother did not like at all, you know, my family and I ate in the kitchen table. And then my my mom and my sister and father ate at the main uh, dining room. And we could see each other, but we were not in the same table. So maybe that's another thing you could consider is to split people or separate them a little bit you know, maybe leave a a seat open in the table, like one household, one seat open, another, the other household, and then open the windows and really create ventilation. There are things that can be done if you're thoughtful and plan ahead, and everyone is willing to sort of do their part to uh, decrease the risk of anyone acquiring COVID during the holidays. And now let's say everyone on the guest list is vaccinated. 
Is that enough for us to get to the gathering and all really not think about the pandemic at all? Or would you suggest that we use other sorts of, you know, pandemic tactics to really lessen that risk of of getting COVID? I think, you know, safety and precautions are layers in the same way maybe that when we drive, we wear a seatbelt, we have, you know, airbags, we have speed limits, we can't drink and drive, we're supposed to not text and drive. So you could say, well, I have a seatbelt, so I can drive 100 miles an hour and look at my phone and run the stop sign, something is going to happen. It doesn't mean that each safety precaution or each safety step that you have is not valid. It's just that precaution prevention happens in layers, right? And so if you are in a situation where everyone is vaccinated, you've got a great layer of protection, but it's not 100%. And so you can shore that up by making sure that there's good ventilation in the space that you are in, but making sure if anyone is sick, they don't come. So you're vaccinated, but you think you have allergies. Well, what does that mean? You know, being open about our symptoms and testing and quarantining makes sense. And the other thing I really like is bringing the celebration outdoors. Maybe it's too cold and not comfortable to eat all the time, but maybe you do appetizers outdoors, main meal indoors, and then you bring people out for dessert. You know, you may build a fire, you do something to really kind of create flow in the house. So not everyone is all together in one space for six hours unmasked. Right. And if Everyone is vaccinated and we all get rapid tests, you know, the hour before we gather for the Thanksgiving. Would that be enough to really, you know, forget about the pandemic completely and not really do any other mitigation tactics? Yeah, sure. I think the only thing, though, is that if someone is having symptoms and they have a negative rapid test, they're still at risk. The the rapid test isn't perfect. And so what I would say, what I wouldn't want to happen is people to say, I'm vaccinated, we're all rapid tested, you know, we all are rapid test negative, let's just go. Everything is going to add a layer. And it's also, um, I think, a, a risk calculation. I think for households where there's like babies, or maybe someone who's pregnant, or someone who's going through cancer therapy, or is a transplant, the risk calculation is going to be different than everyone is young and healthy, right? And so the family needs to be supportive of the entire group. And so perhaps even though all of us are vaccinated, all of us are rapid test negative, if one of our relatives is very frail or uh, immunocompromised, then we should, out of respect for them, try to do some extra steps like ventilation, separation, and masking. So we've been talking a lot about risk associated with this upcoming Thanksgiving. And if you could just qualify how risky it is and what's really at stake from a medical perspective and what should really be motivating us to take all these measures that we've been talking about. Yeah, I think I would say that the risk is higher than when we had flu, like normal, you know, than our normal. It is definitely much lower than last year, but it's only much lower if people are vaccinated. And that's why you have to ask, right? Because just because the vaccine is available doesn't mean that everyone has been vaccinated. In our area, coverage is high. But right now, you know, children under five are not vaccinated and children five to 11 really have not had enough time to be fully vaccinated, right? Best case scenario right now, our five to 11 cohort is going to be fully protected mid-December. And so that still means that for Thanksgiving, people 11 and under are not protected yet. So would you say the risk is manageable? 
Yeah, it is manageable. And I think, it, you know, it just needs to be uh, thoughtful. The other thing I say to people, look, um, we spent almost two years uh, quarantining, kids not going to school. Don't lose your head at the end of the race. That's what I tell my patients. You know, this is not that we're almost at the end of the race. Don't don't lose now. Like you've done so much. You've made such a big effort. We've learned to live in a different way. It's just a little extra push to make sure that all of us continue to be healthy and our families continue to be healthy. And you've talked a little bit about this, but how are you celebrating Thanksgiving this year? Yeah, so (laughs) I have to tease my mom a little bit. Um, So I say this for the people who are in this position. My mom is the one that cooks and serves everyone. And when I see her, she's like a hummingbird, you know, going from person to person, kissing people, (laughs) giving food. She's a person that makes me the most nervous during my holiday uh, gatherings. You know, not even the kids. The kids are wearing their masks. They're good. They've learned. But she is someone I always have to check. So what I would say is, you know, for the person who's serving, who's like the host, they should be wearing a mask when they serve food. Um, and I try to always remind her to wear her mask because she's the person that's going from group to group, checking in on everyone, you know, the highly social person in your group. We will uh, gather most everyone in my family who qualified for the vaccine is vaccinated. We always open doors, uh, bring air purifiers and try to create a lot of air circulation. And we try not to crowd, but it is difficult. Um, And I think it's also I have to recognize that after being apart for so long, you know, there's this natural tendency to be together. I think, you know, as I was thinking about this podcast, I realized that I have not hugged my brother uh, since the started. He's a pulmonary critical care doctor. And both of us are the two people in the family that um, really keep our distance uh, when it comes to hugs and kissing. Um, but I think this Thanksgiving, I'll try to give him a hug without a mask. Uh- <laughs> wow, that's awesome. No, I really hope you get to give your brother a hug. And taking a bit of a a somber turn here. As a doctor, you've been on the front lines of this pandemic, and you've seen the death that it's rained on this country. And many people will likely have an empty seat at their Thanksgiving table. How can you celebrate when someone's not there? Yeah, it is something that's really hard. And I think even for my own family, we lost an uncle to COVID-19. I think that as a family, um, you know, when we come together, we'll honor that person and we'll honor that person best by taking care, by being vaccinated. You know, there are millions of people for whom the vaccine came too late. Um, and that's really hard to think about when, you know, when when I got vaccinated, I was glad, but mostly I was sad. And I was sad because I thought, you know, all my patients before me, it was too late for them. And so I think... Many, many families have been impacted by COVID, whether, you know, they had a relative that was really sick and they were lucky to get them back, or they have a, a person who's still recovering from COVID. Every single person in the United States has been affected by this. And I think when we come together, it'll be a time to be thankful uh, for our health, um, but also kind of honor, um, you know, the losses we've had by continuing to take care and doing everything we can to protect those around us and ourselves. On Saturday, CVS and Walgreens said millions of rapid tests are hitting their shelves and there will be enough for the holiday season. At-home rapid tests are typically more than $10 and take about 15 minutes. You can also get them for free 
at select libraries in Virginia and Anne Arundel County, Maryland. Check out WTOP.com for details. And on Sunday, the nation's leading infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, did not mince words about booster shots on CNN. If you are 18 or older and you've been vaccinated, fully vaccinated with the Moderna or the Pfizer mRNA six months or more ago, get a booster. If it's J&J and it's two months ago or more, get a booster. I don't think we should get hung up on should, may. Just go out and get boosted. We know they're safe and we know they're highly effective in bringing very, very high up the optimization of your protection. So just go ahead and get boosted. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Lou Garrett. Our cover art was created by cartoonist Audrey Garrett, and our music is courtesy of Lockspeed. Join us next Monday as the world recovers. <laughs>